This is Bloomberg Business Week from Bloomberg Radio. I'm Jason Kelly. And I'm Carol Masser. Welcome to the Bloomberg Business Week Extra. It's our weekly podcast bringing you an in-depth interview you will not hear anywhere else. And this person, really a friend of the show. He absolutely is. We love catching up with chef and restaurateur Danielle Boulou. His restaurant, Danielle, one of the best and most famous in New York City. He was able this week to open up his terrace and provide a little bit of a different menu. It's a pivot for him, Mm. clearly, Carol, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people looking to him for leadership. Every day is a big day because I think every day we try to really bring a little bit more improvement and also a little bit more hope uh, to our businesses. And uh, today we are putting a sidewalk cafe at Restaurant Daniel, which uh, Restaurant Daniel is 28 years old, 27. When he was on 76th Street, he used to have a sidewalk cafe. When I moved it to 65th, I never really put a sidewalk cafe because we had enough room within inside. And and, uh, tonight we are doing... um, because I've started a business of uh, delivery and to-go, Daniel Bully Kitchen. So we are serving the menu of Daniel Bully Kitchen on the terrace of Daniel, so more casual and uh, more approachable, but fun. And, 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 and really, uh, it's an opportunity because I think we have a beautiful uh, facade. We have a beautiful space. Mm-hmm. and that's the only place we can really serve our guests, and we felt that it would be good to bring more staff and to bring, right. m- new, uh, to bring guests back. I have to uh, imagine, Danielle, that your clientele, many of whom are listeners, uh, so well-known mm-hmm. across uh, Manhattan and, and the world, they must have been clamoring for this, right? I mean, have you been getting a lot of calls of people saying, <laughs> I, I want to come back in some <laughs> form or fashion? <laughs> come cook for me. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So we do that. We have the come cook for me by, by sending them meal home, of course, and we also do package for uh, destination, uh, the Hamptons or other places, people drive miles from the tri-state to come and pick up a box with all kind of meals prepared for them to take home. But, I mean, having them at the restaurant and being able to, again, welcome, serve them, pamper them, and offer them something we feel, uh, it, it makes us very happy, and I think it will make them very happy, our guests, yes. Well, you know, it's interesting, Danielle, like we have been talking to a lot of folks, especially within your industry, that you've got to figure out how to pivot here, right? Because it's not like you can flip a switch and go back to the way it no. was pre-COVID. No. And so it sounds like that's what you guys are, are doing. Yeah, very much. And we also up on the west side. I have a restaurant mm-hmm. at 64 and Broadway, Bar Boulou and Epicerie Boulou opened yesterday. Or this morning, actually. This morning, we opened Epicerie Boulou. So it's our retail store where it's open all day from breakfast to early evening. And people can have salads and sandwiches and things who are uh, all home-baked and homemade. And then we, uh, Barbulu has a huge terrace on 64 and Broadway. So that's very, very convenient as well. And uh, we took Café Boulou up in the Berkshire and we did a pop-up there mm. in a wonderful Rolle Chateau called the Blantyre. So it, it really, uh, we find... I mean, it's all this opportunity to try to bring back staff. I mean, we were more than 750 staff, and we went down to seven people. <sighs> and now we are back up to 120 total around uh, the, the different businesses we have reopened. And we are pushing up and bringing more people. So, Wow, that's, and, that's big moves, yeah. And in terms of capacity, Danielle, um, 
what is the – I mean, what can you do at, at, at what you're opening tonight versus what you would be able to do inside? <laughs> I think I think the terrace is only, I would say, for right now. It's And, and because, you know, if, it, if it's beautiful weather, we might be able to extend more tables. Right. But if it's uh, a little bit drizzly, like tonight, we want to stay under the canopy, and we have a limitation of about 35 to 40 seats. But that's pretty good. And then yeah. if it's, mm. it's nice weather, we might be able to double that size. But that's nothing compared to the size on the inside, where normally we have private dining rooms, we have the bar and lounge, we have the dining room, which could almost bring uh, 180 uh, seats or more. Uh, so it's a very different business model, yeah. and it's definitely not um, right. a profitable model, but it's very... It, it 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 motivates us so much to do something. But with the whole concept of outdoor dining, I'm sure you knew about it before, but you've probably learned more than you ever thought you would about outdoor dining, given that that's how we're all uh, eating out uh, these days. Mm-hmm. How do you view it? What have you learned about it in terms of what you can and can't do and, and maybe what the future is, given that we're going to be in this for some time? Of course. I know, and, and, and thanks God, I mean, we're in it in the summer right now, right. and the fall should be mellow until at least November. Uh, but the, um, the mayor of New York has really opened up, and I think many cities all over the country have opened up the opportunity for restaurateurs to be able to put tables outside in places who have never been authorized before. And they are really helpful um, meaningful, uh, I mean, mindful of, uh, of course, the security for the guests, but also um, really up, uh, give the chance for the restaurateur to have a meaningful business outdoor for the time being, for the time being, let's say. And, uh, of course, the fine dining restaurant is more complicated, but not too many restaurants as outdoor terrace or cafe. Uh, the small bistro, we have like four or five tables outside. I've seen them taking half a block and going around the block with tables. So it, it seems like they have more tables outside than inside now. Right. But <laughs> but it's good. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, exactly. And that there is that opportunity to do it. You know, um, we were talking with our Kate Crater, who covers, um, I think, as you of know, uh, we, love, we love talking with Kate. And, and you know, we were wondering, you know, you were going, I thought, to talk to Lincoln Center about doing maybe big screens for events like the U.S. Open so that maybe diners yes. could watch from Barbalu. Are, are, are you doing that? Are you moving ahead with that? Well, uh, I am still convinced that we can do something, and I am looking at sponsor. It's, it's all about trying to find sponsoring yeah. to be able to create something for the moment, a uh, little bit of a spontaneous thing, and for a short leave, but at least we can do things to entertain guests. But I think um, it is important that uh, because the Open is happening, uh, that we are able to show it all over town. And it's, uh, it, it will be uh, fantastic. I mean, I uh, would love to be able to show it at Danielle if needed. But at Lincoln Center, there is the huge esplanade where right. I'm sure people don't have to crowd and they have the entire wall of the buildings where they could project the games and mm. put some speakers. So I hope they will be, you know, interested to do that, of course. And 
No, no, no. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> and, and I have the, and, and you know, now with the to-go business or the yeah. epicery, people can grab their little snack or sandwich or meal or lunch or dinner and sit down and, and watch the game during the day. And I'm sure that the city can plan uh, enough social spacing. So there is uh, really safety first, of course. Very important. So, Danielle, you know, the last time we talked to you, um, you know, the, the pandemic was very much on in, in New York City. Unfortunately, yes. it was a very different time. Um, but obviously not much, not too much has changed, although, you know, little baby steps forward that we're taking in terms of mm-hmm. outdoor dining. I do wonder for you, because at the time you were rightly concerned, I'm sure you remain concerned about the future of your business and maybe more importantly, the future of fine dining uh, all yes. across the country. Where do we stand now? What do you think about now when it comes to the future of fine dining? Well, uh, for a while, it will have to be slightly recaliber. I mean, slightly or strongly recaliber uh, in, in his um, ambition of offering, I would say, in his size. Uh, you know, uh, we fine dining, when we think of fine dining, that means we're going to reopen our restaurant inside. And um, in its price, maybe, maybe more option to be able to have choice of not having to go for a tasting menu only, mm. but maybe some sampler option. Uh, maybe some uh, hours of operation will might be shrunk down a little bit uh, because of uh, the cost of doing business. And so, you know, less, less days of operation will mean more control in, in the cost of doing business and, uh, and, and slowly get back to where it belongs because I think fine dining will not go away. But I'm hoping that Restaurant Daniel, I can do a pop-up for the, the months to come mm. where uh, I create something very casual, very disrupting and very different. And uh, I'm, I'm basically covering the skin of fine dining and putting a, a skin of <laughs> a casual place. Right and and uh, but something a little bit of a it's um, like a movie set where you are somewhere else for a minute for a time, and 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 uh, I do that with sponsor, yeah. And we have some wonderful sponsor who want to support my idea, and and help the the restart of fine dining. And I think everybody's gonna have to figure it out how to restart, not to become who they were, but to restart something, yeah. And so that's an opportunity to do that. So I'm thinking of people who are listening and saying, I want in. Um, mm-hmm. Is it going to be all reservations or reservations and walk-ins? Um, so right now for the Sidewalk Cafe at Danielle, it's going to be a reservation same day, starting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon until 6 o'clock. And, uh, or, but it's, at 3 o'clock, we open the reservation. So we know exactly the weather. We know mm-hmm. how, how many tables to put and all that because there's nothing worse than coming to a restaurant and there is no table. Right. But we'll always keep tables open with no reservation as well. So portion of it will be reservation, portion no reservation. So there's always an opportunity that a table could get available. And that was chef and restaurant tour Danielle Ballou. I love what he said, Jason, about every day being a big day, bringing a little bit of hope, a little bit of improvement. You know, what they're doing right now, it's not profitable. But again, he's hopeful and he's really just trying to bring back his workers and bring back his customers. 
You've been listening to Bloomberg Business Week Extra. Be sure to tune in to Bloomberg Business Week Radio live Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Carol Nasser. And I'm Jason Kelly. This is Bloomberg.